calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is a gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Hello and welcome to the Take 15 podcast from CFA Institute. I'm Lauren Foster and this is the show where we bring you short conversations with some of the world's most interesting and accomplished people. Today we're taking a deep dive into data and alternative sources of alpha and it's my colleague Srinivas Kunte over in Mumbai who's in the host seat. What is alternative alpha? What are the sources of alternative alpha? And what role does machine learning and AI play in generating alpha? Those are just some of the questions he discusses with Michael Oliver Weinberg. Michael is a CFA charter holder and a managing director and head of hedge funds and alternative alpha at APG Asset Management US. A quick note before we get started. If you're interested in this topic, CFA Institute just released a refresher reading titled Organizing, Visualizing and Describing Data. Now, refresher readings are one of the most valuable learning products we offer every year. They help investment professionals stay abreast of important changes to the highly respected CFA program. Be sure to look on our website for additional online modules and the full refresher readings guidebook. And now on with the show. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Uh, Michael, welcome. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Could you tell us a bit about your work, Michael? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm the head of hedge funds and alternative alpha at APG. Uh, we, we are a um, Dutch pension uh, asset advisor. And what I do is uh, I manage the hedge fund and alternative alpha portfolio. So those are, uh, you could think of them as non-traditional, non-plain vanilla investment strategies. So I would say plain vanilla strategies are uh, long only and long-term uh, investing. Uh, and, and those strategies, for example, uh, we run in-house um, with internal portfolio managers. But then for uh, many of the more complex strategies, such as arbitrage strategies, um, we, we, we internal managers. And I'm responsible for that portfolio of external managers who invest in those strategies. And these managers um, are extracting alpha or excess returns from the market via different factors than simple or plain vanilla long-term uh, investing. Um, and, and our firm does have a very long-term perspective. And within my portfolio are also quantitative managers or systematic managers, managers that uh, invest using uh, algorithms and, and data and machine learning and coding rather than discretionary portfolio managers, as I was, for example, earlier on in my career at Soros and Credit Suisse First Boston. Right. So when you mentioned uh, uh, the machine learning pieces, those are presumably alternative alpha. Is that the only type of uh, alternative alpha you're considering or, uh, or uh, are there other pieces to it? Well, um, machine learning is part of the equation. Uh, so that is that that would be some of the alternative alpha. Um, I think it gets nuanced, but um, 
we do believe that there are many different alpha sources and many ways to extract alpha, both discretionarily and quantitatively or systematically. And we could talk more about those, um, about alpha sources, if you like, or alternative data sources. That, that's another option. Yeah, if you could quickly describe what are the alternative alpha sources uh, and, you know, what part of these alpha sources uh, are, uh, are driven by machine learning and AI, so-called new age technologies. Yeah, sure. Um, so, um, you know, there, there are, you know, over the, uh, you, you've had, we believe you've had this confluence of factors. So there are four factors, uh, machine learning working, data science, record um, low processing and storage costs and exponential growth of data. You put those together and you have this transformative environment for investment management where systematic managers, we believe, will have the upper hand over time because they can do everything that discretionary managers did faster, cheaper, more efficiently. So when I'm within those four factors, I mentioned exponential growth of data, data science, record low processing costs and machine learning working, all of those fit together. And so within data, you have structured data, you have unstructured data, you have financial data, you have non-financial data. And historically, you only had this structured financial data. Now you have unstructured and non-financial data. And you put that in the equation, and that's where we think the future alpha comes from. Um, managers exploiting the, the, unstructured, the, the unstructured data and non-financial data, and these are great potential alpha sources. Right. Uh, is, is there a number you can put, uh, you know, for the, uh, the unstructured uh, non-financial data and financial data as a, the alpha coming from those sources as a percentage of the total alpha? Is there a very ballpark estimate? And, you know, the, you mentioned that that's going to be the future growth. Uh, just in about 30 seconds, if you can explain that uh, uh, to us. Yeah, um, I, it's very difficult to quantify that. It's a great question. Um, but, but what I could tell you is this, structured financial data you can think of as 10Q, 10K data, data that's price, volume, basic technical data, data that's filed, very publicly available, it's generally even free, um, it's easy to put in columns and rows on spreadsheets, it's this other data that we believe is much more interesting. Um, so for example, if you look at data, um, there are, if you look at data, um, even within data then, in, within alternative data, we believe there's very common data and then there's less common data. And we believe the less common is often, uh, has a much higher probability of greater alpha. So for example, let me give you an example. Um, satellite and credit card data. It's, it's very well shopped, so to speak, meaning they're at all the conferences, they go to all the big managers. Um, it's very expensive. Um, but we believe be, because it's so prevalent, a lot of that alpha has been effectively picked, picked off or it's decayed. Now, it's not to say there isn't alpha in those data sources. There, there is, but it's more difficult to extract and you may have to um, ensemble it with other data sources. However, where we think the real opportunity is in this um, unstructured and non-financial data. So internet of things, corporate exhaust data, data sources, um, so corporate exhaust data is data that may come from a company, maybe private, maybe public. Obviously, none of this is material non-public information. None of this can violate ethical rules. That, that's another whole discussion we could have that would be very long. Right. But, but, but so let's, let's just, so there's corporate exhaust data. There's um, other uh, public filing data, for example, municipalities and governments file an inordinate amount of data. And you just have to figure out what it is they file, how it can be additive, how there might be alpha from it. 
Um, there's Internet of Things data I mentioned. Um, there are other data sources. Uh, and, and that's where we think the future alpha comes from. Right. So you mentioned uh, a very interesting concept, which is alpha decay. And uh, on one side, and, uh, and presumably there's alpha growth on another side. Uh, and that is the area where you mentioned unstructured data. Uh, could you, uh, you know, give an overview of the ecosystem that will be involved in uh, mining this data, if you will, or trying to extract alpha from this unstructured data? What does that ecosystem look like? Yeah. So you need a data scientist. So we, I mentioned this confluence of four factors. Data scientist was one of them. You're, we're talking about the data now. So you need someone to classify, organize, normalize, parse, you know, deal with the data because it, it's inherently unstructured. So to your point, it might be, for example, sent, it might be data from um, consumer reviews of a consumer product. An Apple iPhone is a good example. Um, and that would, it, it, and so there are reviews of the iPhone and the reviews may be positive, negative, or neutral. And that may be, those reviews in aggregate or partially, or some of them may be an alpha source. So you need a data scientist to use natural language processing to extract the, the actual data from the unstructured data. So to take these, 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 these things that you would read on the internet and, and conclude, hey, is that positive, negative, or neutral? And then aggregate them or determine which ones matter. And so um, that's an example how one would use uh, data science and unstructured non-financial data to as an alpha source potentially. And we know managers use, who are doing exactly that and successfully. Right. So uh, apart from the investment managers or apart from the data scientists who's working for the investment manager to go and take a dig at that unstructured uh, data, uh, who are the other players? Are there service providers who try to come into this space uh, or is it just the data scientists and the investment manager, the real brains behind this? And nobody, well, yeah. So, yeah, so sorry. So again, yeah, so there are, there, it, there are, there are thousands, so there's an inordinate number of data sources, and then there are data providers, so there are these intermediaries who, whose role is to basically go to Wall Street and investment managers, or anyone, anyone, but I mean, individual investors could theoretically use them too, they need to be able to have the coding and ability to do it, but, but there's no reason they can't, these data providers will happily, uh, you know, sell the data to anyone that they can, so it is democratized in that respect, though, um, again, we would argue you need PhDs, you need data scientists um, to to buy this data from these people, not buy it, but to determine what data is valuable. That That's the trick, really, because, again, I would we would argue that the data market is very inefficient. There's very expensive data that's very well shopped, meaning everyone sees it, that we believe is relatively low alpha. And then there's this hard to find, more esoteric, more interesting data that's very high alpha and not necessarily expensive. But the catch is you have to have the creativity and the intelligence and the thoughtfulness to find it and to find the value in it. And, and that's why we think also the next generation of investors, and this I think is relevant to CFA Institute, is not necessarily MBAs or even CFAs, but are PhDs, gamers, people who are uh, you know, uh, uh, video gamers, online gamers, hackers, um, even hackers, again, not the bad type or the malevolent type, but hackers, meaning those that are very adept at computer systems, um, who obviously use the purpose for good. But um, in other words, it's a different skill set. These are coders and data scientists um, who will be best able to use this data. 
right so uh, in the in the you mentioned that the data market is inefficient and presumably in the alternative data space this market is inefficient uh, do you see that market how do you think that market will evolve this type of market will evolve in the next few years as there are there'll be more data scientists more charter holders taking data science courses what are your thoughts if you were to have yeah. a crystal ball so yeah so no i think this will be an immense growth field data science machine learning coding um all of that i think the best investors prospectively will be those that 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 have a good understanding of investing and a good understanding of 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 data and coding or data science and coding um i you know cfa institute is 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 close to kaya and kaya has developed the fdp uh the financial data professional program i'm on the advisory board of that and i actually helped co-found that because of these views um and um or i should say i was an inspiration to co-found that i think maybe i didn't help co-found it but um uh uh and and i think that that for example is the right idea because that's the fdp for example or or another organization i co-founded but i've i've since i'm also on an advisory board because i uh for for various reasons but uh afi artificial intelligence finance institute i think organizations like that have the right idea because what they do is they take the machine learning and they take and the data science and the coding and they take the investment management and and they put them together and it's it's where the Venn diagrams overlap because there are you know it's very easy to learn coding and machine learning or data science and it's very easy to learn business or investing but what you need is someone that understands both to put them together because using machine learning and data science for investing is very different than using it for a fang stock facebook apple amazon netflix google if you want to identify a cat there's something called stationarity a cat looks the same today largely as it did a century ago if you want to use data to invest in the markets date first you know first of all much of this data didn't exist a century ago second of all the markets are very different today than they were 100 years ago so for for this is just a very basic example but for a multitude of examples like this it's much more difficult to use machine learning and and data for investing then for identifying cats or recommending books people will like or or other things that silicon valley has done very successfully and well very quick thoughts uh, michael on you know how sustainable you think uh, this space will be or this uh, uh, alternative alpha from alternative data space how sustainable will it be uh, you did i understand it right that it's a fast evolving and in you know, a fast growth area but how sustainable will it be Yeah. well we believe it'll be, it will be sustainable because again data is growing exponentially i mean investors i i like investors have barely even started using video to as an investment input like to me a next wave not one of the next waves of of using data will be video uh i've i've given a lecture on um for example using videos to determine if corporate executives are 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 being truthful or not being truthful and that could be an alpha source and right. and you can do that and and you know you could conceivably do that with off the shelf code and an off the shelf webcam i mean so that's an example where um that's not being done today but in the future i think that's something that can and will be done uh so i think we're you know we believe we're in the first inning of this in other words and again there data is growing exponentially so again you need to separate the wheat from the chaff goes as the saying goes in other words determine of this extraordinary volume of data what's valuable what isn't and again it's often not the very easy obvious data that's valid that's most valuable 
you you've you've been uh, around for a, and you're a veteran on 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 wall street uh, and in the investment field uh, in this alternative data alternative alpha space how many players are there i mean uh, is it 5 10 or in the hundreds or in the thousands uh, how has this oh. evolved in the last uh, last couple of years well so again on so at the direct data source there's an extraordinary number far greater than that and then on the intermediate intermediary stage I mean, they're probably somewhere between the hundreds and the thousands of intermediaries who aggregate data and sell or supply it to investors. Right. Uh, just a quick word of advice from you, Michael. Uh, you mentioned about Kaya. You mentioned about uh, you know you were there on the board. But in terms of hard competencies, uh, you know our charter holders will be uh, looking at this. Uh, what should what types of competency should they try to get uh, to kind of get on the curve of this alternative data alternative alpha space and presumably machine learning can also be used for traditional uh, alpha so what what are the competencies you think uh, uh, a member should uh, go and grab yeah so uh, just to clarify i'm i'm on the advisory boards of uh, both fdp and um, uh, and ap artificial intelligence finance institute but um yes and so along those lines I think charter holders like I think you know those are you know those are potentially like degrees or charters like that are potentially interesting. I think charter holders should learn um you know it, it, it could be a combination of the CFA and um and then Python coding courses and data science courses or R is another language that is very prevalent in using machine learning. So it's this confluence of coding, data science and investing. uh those three factors that and and then also um the the future investors need to be creative and thoughtful because uh you you need to think you know uh where the interesting data might lie that others either aren't using to the same extent or haven't thought of yet um so it's this creativity and thoughtfulness that really adds value here Thank you so very much Michael this was a very insightful uh, quick interview on uh, your thoughts on this alternative al- data alternative alpha space and also you know how this space has been evolving and the importance of data uh, uh, i hope that you know people uh, look at this video and look also at the re- uh, refresher readings that we've got uh, and uh, other material that cfa institute has got thank you again michael very grateful My pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you're listening. We'd love to hear your thoughts and it helps others find the show. Also, a quick reminder, this podcast isn't intended to provide expert advice on the topics we covered. If you need tax, accounting, or legal advice, please consult a professional. I am Lauren Foster. Thanks so much for listening.